Welcome to the second episode of the PhD Podcast, a.k.a. the Player Hand Degree Podcast. It's your boy, Teddy. And your boy, Marcus. And today, we're going to talk about the NBA 2022-2023 season, the upcoming uh, predictions. Marcus, what's first on the topic? Well, first on the topic, we're going to end up discussing with certain things of who's going to place how many games, who's going to win, and we're also going to end up talking about who's going to win the championship and, like, your picks of the year. So, first on the docket, we're going to just do something very simple of how many games do you think Zion Williamson will play this year? Zion, okay. Uh, I mean, he looked healthy in the preseason for the first game. Uh, I mean, I like the couple moves he had. I say he'll play about over 50. If Out of 82 games, I believe he will play over 50. So, 50 is your base number. Yes, 50 is my over and under, and I would take the over on that. Okay, my pick, I said 62 games. Okay. That's my exact number. And for Ben Simmons, how many games do you think he's going to play? I think Ben Simmons will play more games than Zion. I agree with that. I see him playing even off, I wouldn't say a full 82, but I would say he plays the majority of the games. I mean, last year was all about the money, all about the Benjamins, and he definitely got his keep. Some will argue not he should have not got it, but you know what? Shout out to him for getting his money. I think he will show up this year for Brooklyn. I mean, they need him, and he will. Yeah, I say he plays plays 70% of his games at least. Majority of the games he will be there. So slightly over 62 to 70. Yeah, but I don't know if he'll make any threes. I'll leave that alone. I won't even touch that one. Well, that's a whole different thing. But, you know, you think he's going to have an attempt? He'll definitely have to get an attempt off. I mean, they're going to leave him open like 7-Eleven in the corner <laughs> especially. So, I mean, he'll probably at least have, I'd say he gets three attempts. I don't know if he makes any of them, though. Okay. I can see that. For me, for the amount of games I think Ben Simmons is going to play is 74. Oh, okay. That's Yeah, that's like 80%. All right. Yeah. Yeah, like, he got his money, like you said before. So, and he had a whole year to rest, heal up some of those nagging injuries. So, I think he'd be ready to go. And for our other topic, when we talk about wins, how many games do you think the Clippers are going to win? Ooh, uh, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do the low management this year with Kawhi. I mean, their win total right now is 52.5 on the betting line. So as long as they're healthy, they could definitely go over that. But like I said, with Kawhi, with Kawhi it's, it's always load management. They got John Wall this year off free agency. They're bringing PG back. I mean, they're running it back basically with John Wall. I could see – I wouldn't take their winning total over because of the load management situation. But – I could see them winning 48 to 50 games, but if I was a betting man, which I am, I would go under 52 and a half on their season total just because of the load management situation and knowing Ty Lue, depending where they are in the standings late in the season, they might drop a couple games just off playoff matchups. Yes, because they are notorious for doing stuff like that, so you know. But my pick, I ended up choosing 54 wins. So you would take the over on the betting total because their betting line is 52 and a half. You would go over on that. Yeah, 54 because what? That would probably get you like a nice solid six seed. 
I I mean, in the West, you got to win 50 games to get in the playoffs. That's why I said 54. Yeah, I would just go under based off load management. I don't trust Kawhi in L.A. I trust Kawhi in Toronto, the one and done. I don't trust him in L.A. I mean, well, he did one year, and he wants to make sure he got paid, so and we you had to play that. And we haven't seen him since. Last time I seen Kawhi play a playoff game was in Dallas. And that was, what, 2020? We still had to wear masks at the time, I recall. Yeah, it was a while ago. That quad injury, so, you know, does certain things like that to you. Yeah, I would go under, though, If you, like you said. I, I would go under. And with the Raptors. Yeah, so with the Raptors, I the betting line total right now is 46 and a half. I mean, I would go under that because the teams in the East are going to get better, such as Brooklyn, Philly, even Miami, Boston, without a coach, but... I would go under 46 and a half. The playing game would be a successful season for them on my perspective. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. You think a playing game? So you think they're going to completely fall off the cliff? Like they were already a four seed last year. So you think that they're going to take three steps back to a playing game? I could see them falling, taking a step back. I wouldn't say three steps back. I, I could definitely see them taking a step back. I mean, if Scotty Barnes doesn't Man, That have sounds a, like three steps back to it, me. It, it's two steps, and I'm going to break it down for you. Why? Okay, let, let's hear this. So if Scotty Barnes doesn't have a sophomore slump, they could definitely exceed over 46 and a half. But if he does have a sophomore slump, who's going to who's gonna fill that void for him from last year? What do you mean? Siakam said he's going to be top five. Yeah, you don't even look at. Can you say that with a straight face right now? Siakam's going to be top five. Siakam don't even have top five moves. <laughs> like I said, if he's going to continue to spin move Beyblade, which everybody reads a mile away, he's going to have that. I don't even want to talk about his carryover game. I mean, I, I hope he gets reward points with those carryover moves. Oh, God. But, like, look at the man alone. And, Let him live. And if Van Fleet, can, is Van Fleet going to get you 20 a game again? Yeah. Okay, so it's not, so they need th- those three things to be consistent. They need Siakam to do what he did last year, Scotty Barnes to take a step up, and Van Fleet to get you 20 a game. If they do those three those three things, they will be lucky to get 47 wins or 48 wins, which will get them a sixth seed, a fifth seed. You Sur- think 48 wins is going to get you a sixth seed? I think 40. I think if – I no, I'm saying they go under wow. that. I'm saying okay. they go under that. I'm and saying I they go under that. I think they're going to get, like, 48 wins and be a four seed, personally. But that's just me. No, they can. They can if those three things happen. If if Scotty Barnes elevates his game to becoming an all-star. If Siakam becomes an all-second team. If Van Fleet gets you 20. I don't even want to talk about OG. I don't know what OG's going to do. That is... Uh... Well, he has to actually play <laughs> first. Because that's just a whole different discussion, but, you know. No, I agree. The best availability is availability. For sure. Because I'm like, yeah, that's just different enough itself, realistically. All right, and who do you think is going to win Rookie of the Year? Ooh, Rookie of the Year. That's a good one. I mean, this with uh, unfortunately, with Shed, I had Shed Holmgren, but with that injury he took, during the during one of those uh summer, summer league games yeah like one of those tours they do where those like it's not even like it's like a for fun pickup runs they have that was brutal for him so that was my guy that I had he's out so right now Paulo Bancaro is the betting favorite at plus one eighty then you got Keegan Murray Barry Smith Jr. I mean. I don't know, man. I don't know about the rookie of the year this year. Last year, Scotty was a good pick, even though I did doubt him in the beginning. Oh, I completely doubted him. I was so mad when Toronto drafted him. 
Like, once we got midway through the season, it's like one of those, I'm sorry, Scotty. I was wrong. I am have. Uh, I don't know about rookie of the year, but if I had to do a pick, like I said, I would have took Shed Holmgren, but he fell off. I would go with Paulo if if Orlando can get 30 wins. If Orlando gets 30 wins, he gets you almost 20 a game. Okay. Pablo is also my answer because there's no, like, real clear-cut person. Kind of like the chicken pick, too, but he got hurt, and he's not playing this year. But that kind of really helps with OKC's player development because, then you know, they're not going to win that many games. They'll probably win, like, what, 22, 23 wins. So just off of that, Shay's going to do his thing, still making his money and doing what he does. So, and they got a bunch of draft picks as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They're they're definitely going to be a team in the future. All right. And for our other topic, you think Boston can make a run at it again in the East? Um, I'm not a big Boston person. I hope they don't do well every day of the week, from Sunday to Saturday. I hope, <laughs> I hope like, you know, it's acid rain out there. Not literally, like, you know, just figure of speech. But... Okay. Um, they they're gonna be a top four seed in the East. I can I'll concede that. Uh, okay, at least you're being living in reality. I was about to sound like yeah, they'll be a top four seed in the East. I don't know if they'll make the finals again. I mean, they did get better adding uh, Malcolm Brogdon to the team. That's good. That's a big pickup. That's a big pickup for them. What about Blake? Blake who? <laughs> oh my god. Steve Blake. See, he's back in the league. I, I I didn't know Steve Blake was back in the league. I mean, yeah, Blake Griffin got signed the other day, like last week or something Wait, like Blake that. Griffin? Oh, shout out to Blake Griffin on the, being on the Celtics. Okay. I mean, well, as Jalen Rosewood said, keep getting them checks, Blake. Yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, I don't know about Boston. We'll see. I mean, if they could be Philly, if they could be Philly, if they could be Brooklyn again, and Miami, then they definitely could go back to the finals. But I don't see them being Brooklyn again. Especially because Ben Simmons is there this time, and actually going to play. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben, <laughs> ben Simmons is the only—he's the only player besides LeBron and Giannis that I can guard one to five, and Kawhi, of course, they can guard one to five swap switch. And in Bam's opinion, he thinks he can guard one through five too. But... No, he got feet of stones. Well, we'll see. Because <laughs> even all right. So with our other topic, we're gonna look at. Do you think Golden State's gonna repeat? Golden State's guy is gonna get better. So a lot of people, you're like, how do you mean they're going to get better? Who did they sign? They didn't sign anyone. They got James Wiseman coming back. He was a number two pick a couple years ago. He's a seven-foot coordinated Chris Bosh, from my perspective. <laughs> they're going to be better this year. Oh, man. I would. I mean, they're the betting favorite to win the chip again going back-to-back at plus 600. Mm. Yeah, because that was my pick and ball. Golden State going to win it again. I think they're going to repeat. They're going to run it back. Clay has another healthy year back. Relisting on those injuries. Yeah, I mean, their season total right now is at 52 and a half. I would go over that. i definitely pick over that I would, for sure. I'd take over that, yes. All right. And um, what do you think with Phoenix's aftermath with all this Robert Sarver stuff, the DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul's another year older, that Luca torched them. So, what do you think is going to happen with Phoenix? Uh, honestly, this is how I see the Suns' uh, season coming into this coming year. If they have a bad start, if they're maybe four games above 500 by January, 
almost all-star break. Tyler's getting fired. DeAndre Ayton will get moved. He will get moved if they're like a like a bit over 500. Or if they're under 500, he's definitely getting moved. He will get moved. But the one thing about that whole owner situation, I ain't going to say his name, the whole owner saga, Chris Paul has experience with dealing with owners in this situation. Yes, he really does. He has experience. And this is not his first rodeo. Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, he could definitely show some leadership and guidance on how to handle these things as a professional. I mean, you don't you don't want to slander your boss when he's the one who cuts the check, but at the same time can't act accordingly. So I'm sure he will to like coordinate these guys on how to be professionals about it. So I don't see it affecting their gameplay or affecting Monty Williams' coaching strategies throughout the season. But if they do have a bad start, I believe DeAndre Ayn will be the first ticket out of town. Okay. For me, I just think that team goes as far as Chris Paul takes them. I agree. So it's all in what is Chris Paul's health? And if Chris Paul does not stay healthy, it's going to be a complete dumpster fire because even when before Chris Bosch got I meant Chris Paul got there, yeah, see that whole other Chris Bosch show kinda got to me and made me think about that. But James you know. Weinsman's Chris Bosch two point man. <laughs> but with Chris Paul, the way that he's at end up changing away franchises for every team he goes to, they just get better because Phoenix has been not the best team over the last 10 years after Steve Nash was gone. I just want to say one thing about the Suns before we uh, take it over. Uh, that Game 7 they had against uh, Dallas Mavericks, they got to they gotta come back hungry, man. They got to come back hungry. I don't know how much. I can't recall how many points they were down going into the fourth quarter, but it was, it was like bad. 40. It was bad. I mean, that was a high school slap. They got to come <laughs> back better. I mean, anytime you are down... I think Luka Doncic almost had more points than them at halftime. Anytime that is a scenario in a professional uh, setting, you got to come back hungry. You got to not only want to beat them down, you got to stomp on them the next time you see them. Yeah, for sure. Because that's like some stuff you'd be doing in 2K and playing on like rookie mode and be changing the game sliders and stuff like that. But besides that, let's go into the big elephant in the room. The LA Lakers saga. Oh, the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, that's that's the team I grew up rooting for, so I'm a little biased when it comes to the Lakers. Uh, what what do you want to go into with the Lakers? What what What's first? Well, what do you think is going to happen with Westbrook's contract? I mean, there's only one year left. I don't see the big deal. Uh, there's only two scenarios you can really do with Westbrook. You could either, you got to ride him this year, like, you know, let him play it out. Or you got to move him. Um, I don't know what, what they're going to move him for. Oh, I was about to sound like, and move him for what? Uh, I mean, the rumor deal that's been sitting on the table for the whole summer is the Pacers with uh, Miles Turner, Buddy Hill, two draft picks for Westbrook. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I don't so, think that's going to happen because if it was, it would have happened already. Exactly. Personally. Plus, the Lakers could use depth right now, especially if you got Turner. They ain't got none, but, you know. No, if AD, if I mean, if they did make the move, you could put AD at the four, Turner at the five. You get a shooter in Buddy Hill, but Buddy Hill's very inconsistent. He's a he's like a JJ Redick downgrade, best way I could describe it. I agree with that statement. Yeah, so I think Westbrook will stay on the Lakers this year. Uh, they're probably gonna run a combo guard lineup with Pat Bev at point, Russ will play at the two, LeBron at three, AD at the five. I don't know who's gonna be the four. That's the big question in my opinion. Yeah, because just even with the Lakers and themselves, like, I'm a Lakers fan too, but I don't trust that roster. Because I was so optimistic even coming into last season. 
of what they were going to do, and they completely underachieved, and I was really disappointed into that. Yeah, they got the same uh, season win total as the Raptors at 46 and a half. I, I wouldn't even touch that. I wouldn't. If you put a gun to my head, I would say pull the trigger because I can't give you an answer. Because <laughs> this is one of those, you don't know where that's going to go whatsoever. But with the start of the season coming in, who's your pick for MVP? MVP, I, I, I don't want to say Jokic for a three-peat because that's just very unrealistic. I mean, he got it a couple of years because he had to work with less. He got Jamal Murray coming back this year. He's got Michael Porter Jr. coming back. Aaron Gordon's probably going to get better. So Luka Doncic is the favorite right now at plus 450, followed by Joel Embiid and Giannis. Those are your top three favorite choices. I don't know who my MVP pick is right now. It's too uh, it's too unpredictable this year. I feel like this season's gonna be a wild card. It's gonna be up and down. I don't. I can't give you an MVP answer. But if you if I had to take a dark like a dart at like a dark horse, yeah. If I would go with a dark horse, I would have to go with Jimmy Butler. If Jimmy buckets, I'm gonna explain why. Okay, I definitely and, gotta hear this. And Jimmy Butler is plus four thousand. So the scenario is, if you don't understand how betting works, is if you put a hundred dollars on Jimmy Butler to win the MVP, you get four grand back. And my scenario is, if Jimmy Butler can get you 25, 28 range points per game, Miami gets the number one seed, winning sixty plus. He's the alpha leader on the team. The award will go to him. Okay. And he's a two-way player. He also plays defense. If he can prove that he's an all-NBA first-team type of person this year, type of player, I mean, he did take his heat to the bubble finals a couple years back. So he has proven that he can lead. That's a long shot, man. That's why I said it's a long shot. That's why I said this year it could be anyone's award. And he has proven that he can lead a team to the finals. As long as he puts up the numbers, like, on the stat-wise, it could be his. But it's a long shot. It's a crazy long shot. But it wouldn't surprise me. Well, we can even end up segueing this into another t- question. What do you think about Tyler Hero's contract? He had a good agent. <laughs> he got a good agent. I'm, I'm I'm always about players getting their money, even if even if they're a, even if they're the scrub on the team. If you can get your money, because keep way, getting them checks, man. Yeah, because the way these owners make money off revenue, TV stream, merchandise, tickets through the door. I mean, for the players, why not? Well, he definitely drove up the price for other free agents. So, like, if you're a player, your contract's up. It's like, thank you. Because oh. a sixth man got $130 million. Hey, Michael Michael Porter Jr. got $200 million <sighs> for playing, like, 60 games. I still don't know how he got that. I'm like, yo, whoever his agent is, I'll bow down to that guy. Because, <laughs> like, you're a god. Like, how would you do that in and of itself? Like, come on, man. I agree. But for my pick for MVP, I went with Joel Embiid. Like, I still think that he got robbed and shafted last year. All right, we got to rewind that, but carry on. What? I thought Embiid was going to win MVP. Like, he was my guy who I ended up looking at, but... Were they the first seed? No. Did did he have another all-star on his team? No. What do you mean? Yeah, James Harden. James Harden was an all-star James the way he played? Last year, he, he was an all-star. I mean, he, he was the last pick in the in that all-star draft. Oh, yes, he was. See, he had such a down year that I didn't even look at that. But Joel was a front-runner in the beginning. Like, he was leading the race, but I think Jokic overtook him. 
when he was doing the whole 2,000 points, sorry, 5,000 points, 2,000 rebounds, and the 500 assists thing, when he did that, I was like, yo, you got to give it to him, man. And plus, he, yeah, he carried Denver, man. That guy carried. Can you name the starting five Denver had last year? I actually really can. See, at least we can name the Philly starting five. <laughs> That's the difference. That's why I would give it to Jokic last year, and he played in the West, which is a harder, which is a harder, te- harder schedule, harder teams, more co- more competition, and plus the showdown they had. You you check the numbers. Jokic outplayed Embiid that day. He did, and they and they took the W in Philly. And it came down to the last two minutes when those two went up against each other, and Jokic took Embiid to school. No, he did his thing. Like I'm not going against Jokic. I just thought Embiid had a more impactful season but that was just me yeah yeah he dropped the ball at the end though i i mean Embiid was the front runner he had it he just couldn't close the deal and i understand he had to work with the whole ben simmons saga which is very difficult so like it did it, it takes a mental thing on some people i mean jonah Embiid had it i mean he could win it this year too don't get me that's a good pick I actually salute that pick i mean james harden's game has declined if jonah b can get you 30 and 12 it's his award I agree top, with that. Top, if they're if they're a top two seed, he gets you thirty and twelve. It's his, and he plays sixty games. His award. Yeah, because they just give it back to him just for of not winning it last year. Of you are bad guys. Yeah, consistently, and he's playing consistent. Like he has consistent numbers. Nah, for sure. Cause like even um just the way he ended up doing certain things last year, he might just do it. Yeah. And lastly, looking at. Well, with the passing of Bill Russell that happened earlier in this season, and all the teams are wearing the patch of number six, do you think that uh, they might end up doing something a little different, like for the up and coming seasons of like a Jackie Robinson day, and like kind of do that for like the start of the season and everyone wears number six, kind of like got, baseball? I know they got the number six on the on the patch. They got they got a patch. Every team's rocking a patch this year. Uh, when you said the Jackie Robinson thing, you mean like the how baseball does it, like everybody wears the number for the week or for the day? Yeah, for similar, the day. Similar like what they do with uh, Roberto Clemente in baseball. Yeah, same thing. Uh, I'm I don't know how that would work because a lot of because like the whole uh, jersey sales thing. I mean, I'm for it though. I I got no I got no issue if everybody wore the number six for a week or for a day because not everybody plays on the same day in basketball. Yeah. Like, if they did it for a week, I'd be cool with it. What about you? Like, what do you think? I'm, I'm cool with that, though, if everybody wore number six for a week. Yeah, I think because that also helps just with jersey sales, too, and merchandise. Because then you could still rebrand it, do other things with it. And it still carries on the legacy of Bill Russell. And you can always end up remembering of all the great contributions that he's done for the game of basketball on and off the court. Yeah, the only thing I hate about Bill Russell was he played for the Celtics. <laughs> If he played for any other team but the Celtics, I mean, I'd tip my cap and salute to him. But he played for the Celtics, so like it's like, uh But you know, everything he did, though, like uh, culture-wise, uh, for humanity, you know, I salute him. I salute him for that, hundred percent, most definitely. Cause he had himself a full life. That's definitely for sure. Yeah. All right, and that concludes our basketball episode for the NBA for 2022-2023. Uh, any final words, Marcus? Just tune in, subscribe, and we'll see you guys soon for the FIFA World